thermal sound wave wave thermal sound wave wave thermal sound wave wave You're listening to one of the hottest radio shows in the Tri-State area. Now for my next number, I'd like to return to the classics. Tupac trivia with uh, Frank Alexander. Okay. So, uh, you ready, uh, Mr. Alexander? Okay, let's go. All right. Uh, do you feel Tupac's death was because of rap? Um, you, you know, because he was a rapper and he was the best and greatest rapper uh, at that uh, time and that era. Um, I'm not going to say because of rap. Or was rap the scapegoat? No, I don't even think it was a skateboard. I just think that um, Tupac being, uh, and he said it himself, I got a big mouth. By him being so vocal um, and so, uh, you know, open and uh, political. Don't forget, his mother uh, was a Black Panther, and uh, he was well aware, obviously, of that. And, uh, you know, uh, today, uh, next month, uh, Pac would have been 40 years old. Who knows? Where he would have been uh, as as of this year, turning forty, uh, his mindset politically and where it was at at that age of twenty five. Um, I think that um, uh, rap didn't kill Tupac. I think that um, the things that was uh, surrounding his life, the people in his life, and the things that he was uh, putting out through his music um, was a part of that. Now. We, you know, we, we can't see into the future. The Bible says only God knows the future. So nobody saw that coming, even though Pac predicted that he wouldn't live past 25. You know, he was a, uh, a like somewhat of a, prophet, a prophet like that. Okay, you know? we, we got to go to the next question. We're on that some, some next time. Next question. Here. All okay, right, um, did Pac really hate Biggie? Um, that that's a good question, but that's a question. Unfortunately, I cannot answer because like were they um, were they really friends? Well, let me tell you why I can't answer it. I can't answer it because he and I never had a conversation about Biggie. Okay, by him and I never having a conversation about Biggie, um, I can't say. Now I know that through his music and uh, through the the rap wars of music and the lyrics, it sure like sounded like it wasn't no uh, uh, two fans and butts about it uh, through his lyrics. Okay, so how about this? Did Pac uh, sleep with Faith Evans? Yes. Okay. Uh, did Pac sleep with Jada Smith? With who? Jada Pinkett. Uh, I I wasn't with him uh, during that era of his life, but um, I, I'll put it like this: I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, yeah, he he said that Jada smashed. was he smashed like a uh, pound cake. 
like a, a female him. He did. That, Pound uh, cake. Yeah, I, I'm going to stop you right there. So he did. Next question. So, okay. all right. Next question. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, doubt it. Next question. Did, uh, with all the, the, the lost files coming up, you know, uh, uh, detectives feeling like they want to go in retirement because of this and all that, uh, people say conspiracy theory, uh, you know, it's because of he, him talking. They said he wanted to be part of a certain elite peak group of people. Then he felt like the lifestyle that they was doing, they were trying to take his soul and he wanted his soul back. So people felt like he had to go because he knew a little bit too much. Do you feel that Suge Knight set him up? Um, that's a really good uh, question. It's a very interesting question uh, also. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it to you like this. Put it to me the, the house. I, I, I listen really, really careful to this. I make no... Uh, Hello? 19, okay, let, let, here, here you go. In 1996, the way I felt and what I thought about that whole thing with Suge Knight and the whole situation concerning Tupac and Suge Knight was completely a different because I couldn't understand how anyone would sit in a car with someone that they would put a hit on and trust that they wouldn't get shot when bullets were flying all through their car. I said it in Before I Wake, which plays on Fuse TV, and I said it in uh, Got Your Back. You can find it at www.frank-alexander.com or amazon.com. So is that now, a yes or a no? Now, no, This you, you got to hear this. The um, thing about that is, that was 1996. In 2001, Rolling Stone magazine came out with um, the Rampart um, investigation through uh, LAPD. And when that came out, I read that article. I have that article. The whole Rolling Stone magazine was about um, this crooked LAPD uh, uh, cop story of how Biggie got killed and uh, how... Um, uh, uh, Pac got killed, and then it named one of the bodyguards who was with me that was my relief bodyguard for Tupac named Kevin Hackey, and I can say this because his name is uh, out there like that, and we did a documentary, and he came out and said that he was an FBI informant, and he was there to infiltrate death row for drug racketeering. Now, all along, when we were working together, I never knew that. No one never knew that. But the Rolling Stone magazine announced it. So Kevin sued him over it because they exposed him. All right. Oh, so wow. after I read that article, and then I started seeing all these LAPD cops that was from um, uh, the, the magazine. They had them in there, pictures of them, dressed in red suits. Then I started thinking differently. All right. Then I started seeing different things about how a different theory and a different conspiracy could have happened. Who am I going to trust to sit next to me or trust to uh, fire into my car if I would have set it up would be another police officer, someone that is well-trained with using a weapon. I have two documentaries that go into that, and it's Tupac Assassination, Conspiracy, Revenge, and Reckoning. And I talk about those theories, and I talk about that. And my whole thought process completely changed from 
1996 to 2001 after I read that article, then I start digging and digging and digging and looking for dirt. When I start kicking rocks and rocks started turning over, my partner and I, we started finding dirt. And then other things started coming up. So my whole theory on uh, Tupac's murder did a 360. So, so let me ask you this Absolutely, last absolutely, to answer your question, absolutely. Somebody set him up. Now, the conclusion recently within the last week or two, the last two weeks, three weeks, the FBI released a 349-page document saying that in their findings that Suge Knight and Reggie Wright orchestrated and uh, put a hit on both of them, Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac Shakur. That was the FBI's findings after they released their um, uh uh, findings and decided to close the case on that murder investigation oh. for them too. Now that's what they wanted to do. The FBI did that, and the only reason why they can't bring anyone to trial is because they had 17 informants, and all of them said no, they wouldn't testify. So if you don't have no one to testify to the facts, you don't have a case, and the DA is not going to take it. So LAPD, being Biggie's. Um, uh, jurisdiction of where he was murdered at, and then Las Vegas being Tupac's jurisdiction where he was murdered at. They're cold case files, and it's going to take somebody to have to solve them. Do I believe that the person that uh, pulled the trigger on both of them are dead? I would say Tupac's killer for sure is dead. The other one, I can't say as far as Biggie goes. I believe Tupac's killer is dead, though. But I believe this. It was definitely, definitely, definitely set up. No, both of them. It was set up. Based on your rock uncovering and, and flipping over, do you or did you see or were you leading to the fact that Sugar had something to do with it? And and Puffy. Now, now, see, now you say and Puffy. I I I don't know. Here here's the truth. Okay, John eight thirty two. The truth shall set you free. I don't know absolutely one thing surrounding Biggie's death. I cannot answer not one question surrounding Biggie's death. For two reasons. One, I was no longer working with uh, Death Row in uh, the security company. I was long gone. By the time Biggie was killed, I was unemployed, uh, writing my book or whatever I was doing. So I cannot answer anything concerning Biggie, Puffy, because I don't know nothing uh, concerning uh, Puffy uh, being P. Diddy, P. Diddy now. Um, I believe that someone out of Death Row's camp knows who set up Tupac's uh, hit. Is what I believe. Based on your rock uncovering and where you were leading and things you were seeing, do you believe that Shook had something to do with that? Um, what I believed in 1990, yes no. what I believe today, uh, I would I would more or less point my finger to yes than no, and that being because we interviewed witnesses and people that testified on camera in my documentaries on camera in my documentaries that. Suge Knight and Tupac had a vicious fight in New York at the uh, MTV Awards. And Tupac told one of the bodyguards, um, after he was uh, finished with, with a video shoot, they were walking him to the airplane, he told this bodyguard, who's a real good friend of mine to this day, he said, I'm a dead man walking. And he said, Pac, why would you say something like that? He said, because I don't want to go to Vegas, and I got a bad feeling about it. And that was September 6th. It was a Friday because they had just finished shooting Toss It Up. That's when the movie records, I think, were starting out. Who who was the... He wanted to leave. Who was the big enticer for him to go to Vegas? 
Uh, well, here, here's the other thing. Every, everything you guys are really good because everything that you're uh, asking me, all these questions are uh, in my book. Why? Thank um, you. We just started radio yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tupac um, had some family matters that was going on in Atlanta, and he really didn't want to go to Vegas. He really wanted to go to Atlanta to deal with the uh, uh, problems that was going on with his first cousin, which was one of the outlaws. And um, this is in my movie, um, uh, Tupac Assassination Reckoning. It's in that movie. And it's not even that I'm telling it. His family, Tupac's family, is telling it, telling that whole story. And he did not want to go to Vegas. He was not going to Vegas. And he had his mind uh, changed and persuaded to go. By who? By who? By sure. Does that have anything to do with him wanting to leave Death Row and start Amuru Records? Uh, they, 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 that there, when we were on gridlock and all of that, um, they had already called an audit on death row. Uh, we were uh, working on a set of gridlock, and um, uh, Yak Fula's mother was uh, uh, one of Tupac's assistants, and uh, she came down to the set specifically to talk to myself and Kevin Hackey to tell us that uh, there were some things going on, there were some changes going on, and... Um, uh, they was no longer going to um, um, be working with Death Row, that they were put, uh, doing an audit on Death Row because uh, Pac wasn't getting all his money. And there was some problems. And um, um, Last question for you, because we, we, we got to go, and, and of course you got to go. First of all, got to give a big shout-out to Luis Martinez. Shout-out to Fredman over there in Cali. Fred last question for you. With all this going on, your book, your documentary, things you know, do you fear for your life and your family? You know what? That's another good question, man, because you guys oh my do. God, thermal okay, sandwich. Just, check, just check this answer out. the question. You, you, got, you guys are good. I, Tell I, everybody you know. Asked, I have been asked that question uh, in every single question and answer that I've done since uh, releasing my book and from releasing my documentaries, and this is my answer. I'm a man of God. Um, I gave my life to the Lord in uh, 1996. I got baptized in 1997, and I uh, started reading and learning uh, the Bible, the Word of God, basic instructions before leaving earth, and learning about faith and having faith and knowing what the Bible says about faith, faith and fear. <laughs> you cannot have fear and have faith. So therefore, if my body is full of faith, which I have plenty of it, how can I have fear? Fear and faith can't share the same space. Now, I read Proverbs every day, but I also know about wisdom and common sense, all right? Um, I work uh, in uh, a, I'm not going to say what, and I can't go into it, but uh, I work undercover, uh, law enforcement still now, and um, I, uh, Nice. I, carry, I carry a weapon 24/7. <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. But uh, uh, no, I, I don't. I, I, I don't fear. I don't fear. Uh, I wouldn't fear neither. If, no, guy, if I got 16 I, I, don't, I don't fear because I have faith. And the uh, the thing about that is, and I love this saying by Pac. Um, when we die, we only die one time. So I can only die once. I can only die once. So I have no fear of death. Okay, it's, it's thermal sine waves. Uh, we've been talking to uh, Frank Alexander, former bodyguard of Tupac Shakur, author of uh, Got Your Back. Uh, one last question, then we'll run. It's not the last question. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
what do you stand to gain from all he of this? Smash faith. Because I mean, Tupac is still one of the highest selling, you know, artists, you know, post death, post mortem. Yeah, we know for sure. And you're putting out all of this material, you know, books, DVDs, movies, probably scripts and, and et cetera, et cetera. Money. What do you stand to gain from Money. all of this? This is for all of Tupac fans all over the world. I give back five percent of uh, everything I do to the uh, Tupac Amaru Shakur Foundation, first of all, I get the blessings directly from his mother. Second of all, I do not go through a, a, a second, third-hand party because I have her phone number. And when she and I spoke after Tupac's death, which took a couple of years, but um, I've never written a book and I've never put out a movie or done anything without her knowledge and her seeing it and i've never had a problem and i've never been told no in tupac assassination reckoning the family speaks out on her sister gloria cox speaks out about me and she makes it very clear that frank alexander has permission to do what he's doing her uh his mother does not mind what i'm doing and i'm doing it with love, not with uh, a greed or any other intention to uh, uh, profit and not give back. Because even in the Bible, it says to give back. I'm not a, just a taker, I'm a giver as well. And you give 10% back of everything that you earn, and God will bless you. He will open up the floodgates of heaven, so says Malachi uh, 3.10. So to where you cannot contain the blessings that he'll give you. Therefore, I give back, and I do it to keep his legacy alive. I do it because he was my friend, my brother. He chose me. I didn't choose him. And the type of person that he was, um, I don't know if he would have done it to the extent that I'm doing it uh, with him because I wasn't an icon. He was uh, a rap icon. I'm doing it because he had fans. And I died, uh, and he lived. Um, I don't think that, you know, uh, anything would have gone on other than he would have, uh, you know, uh, memorized me and uh, some lyrics or something like that, because I've heard other songs where he did that. But uh, I'm doing it because of who he was, what he stood for, and him being a friend and a brother to me and doing what he did for my family. Don't forget what he did for my family. I didn't, uh, we asked him, but we didn't ask him to to that extent. Okay, definitely. And I just feel that I owe him that. And I'll mourn him till I join him. Okay, fair enough. So you gave 5% to the foundation. What about the other 5%? You said you give 10%. I'm just trying to do the math. We like 5%. We'll take that percent. Try, try to add him. <laughs> we take that percent. Try to do the math real quick. You, know. hey, you, you guys want to give you guys 5% now? Ga- guess is high. Yeah, okay. To uh, WHCR 90.3 there FM. There you go. Harlem. There you go. It's, yes, sir. It is uh, tax deductible. Yeah, it is so you get all right back. Yeah. No, it is. It really is. <laughs> Not really. No, it, yeah. If you got a nonprofit organization, it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So you know what? Hey, check this out. I, like I know food, if you guys have any more questions, I'm cool. But if not, again. Shout out to my boys at bombfirst.com. I know they're listening. Bomb I know my first. fans from there. Bombfirst. Truthabouttupac.com. I know they're out there. They're listening. I love you guys, MachiavelliBoard.com. I love you guys. I love the fans. Jesus said we are to love Just one another. Daddy. The 
first commandment is to Just love the Lord with all thy uh, uh, mind, heart, soul, and body. The second commandment is to love thy neighbor as we love thyself. And all of God's children are my neighbors, and I love everyone, man. I can't do it by myself. I appreciate my fans. I appreciate those fans that came from Tupac to me because that's how I found my calling and found out what my purpose was, was through giving my life to the Lord and finding out that uh, my purpose was to pick up that baton that uh, Pac had because he was reaching the youth. And that's one of the big things I do is I go out and I do ministry, youth ministry, and I reach the youth. And I talk to them about not becoming a product of the environment of the streets and letting the streets raise them be better than that and trying to help and teach and put something positive into kids because that's where our future is, is in these kids. And, you know, since you're also still a part of some undercover thing, just in case you see me or see, you know, Rodden, and, you know, there might be something something in there, in that trunk or something like that. We may, you know, C draws a little erratic. He does. <laughs> C draws a little Listen, I have friends that say, you need to go home? We're going to Brooklyn? Yeah, they're going to Brooklyn. I'll give you a ride. Go see. Thanks, Kevin. I love you. The next day they call me and they're like, don't ever put me in the car with guy ever again. Ever again. I'm like the Puerto Rican dude that, that got y'all out that day in the van. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let me, hey, hey, let me and you know something. what? I gotta, I'm going to give a shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to people in Red Hook. They know what I'm talking about. Red How Hook. dare you have <laughs> Snoop Dogg try to kick off our buildings and think it's all good. No, it ain't all good. I've been new about that. You know what I mean? And shout out to, I got to give a shout out to Mob Deep and Noriega. Because they were the first ones to even have a rebuttal back for L.A., L.A. They came up with New York, New York. Listen, man, we, we got to run. We really thank you definitely, definitely for, for staying on with us, here. for being on the program and for answering all the questions, you know, truthfully as you could. We definitely appreciate that. Special Officer uh, Frank. Hey, last thing, man. <clears throat> last thing, you guys. AK the Black Make Horn. sure that those fans know where to get the book at because it's a self-published book www.frank-alexander.com or amazon.com. When they go to frankwwalexander-com, they'll be able to find it and they'll, they'll link it up right there. It's all good. Not a problem. Go to my website. And uh, and I hope we'll be seeing you soon. Uh, we made the you know the back call to Mr. Mr. Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Um, it, it was a pleasure with you, uh, uh, Kev Lawrence, and See Truth. Um, I thank you guys, man. You know, you guys uh, seem like some uh, real solid, good brothers. You got a good thing going with your show and everything. That's 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 what I'm talking about, man. That's what's up. Yes. Um, I'm about to get my own radio show, so look out, look out, look out. I was okay. told today, look out. Okay. Bomb first radio, bomb well, listen, I'm about if, to get a radio show, I'm watch out. on them, son. Hail Mary. That's, that's, listen, that's dropping some news on my Pac fans out there. I'm about there to get one. Shut some ATs. Well, listen, if you need some, some assistance, or you do some consultation work as well. We'll so, take se- seriously, seriously, no joke. Oh, okay, no no joke. I got you guys' number. I know how to get a hold of you. There you go. And there we'll you meet go. you at the corner because see, member, since he's undercover, he'll be in a clown outfit. Exactly. We'll see yeah, you at man. the Hey, hey, and you, you know what, dude? This is for real, the last uh, thing. Uh, my boy, man, uh, Louis, uh, out there, Louis Martinez. And Frank. He, he, he's in New York. I think you gave a shout out to him, uh, yes, I did. Kev Lawrence. But he's from New York, man. This would not even have been made possible Correct. without him. You know, I know God is first, and he's in the mix of it, but he put that brother on my path, man. That's my homeboy, man. 
That's that's love, man. He he's really hooked up a bunch of interviews for me last week and this one here, man, and I really appreciate him. Absolutely. And we're gonna see you at the rally point, Frank. We we always out in Cali, you know, a couple few times a year. So so we'll definitely be out there, man, and you know, picture us rolling. Picture us rolling, baby. All eyes on us. Well, no, no, not, not all eyes on uh, you. All eyes on you. All eyes on you. I'm eating a pound cake. You need all eyes on us, brother. All eyes on me, man. I, I got you, brother. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, have a great night, and we'll be talking to you soon. All right, peace out, man. Love. All right, peace. All right, man. All right. It's Thermal Soundwave, the natural alternative to fast food radio. Yeah, all eyes on you. I don't like no eyes on me. Oh, no. I, I stay low. I am missing 2.15 a.m. I stay low. Where you at? Where, you was here? What you doing over in our neighborhood? Listen, don't worry about it, but I'm going to see her. I got 50 aliases. Sisters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I look yeah. very different at times. I, that's you? I, I, thought, I will no. dress in a cardigan, <laughs> no. some docker pants. And with my wig on, my my my, my Donald Trump wig. I'm like, who's that guy? We don't know him. It's exactly, it's me. Anyway, we gotta keep it rolling. It's thermal sound waves, the natural alternative hey. to fast food radio. Call us up 212-491-4685. That is the number. Email it's us what we do. thermal sound waves at gmail.com. We're gonna continue on. Big site. <laughs> New Hank. Oh, Big site. Yeah. Y'all know how to fuck Roll up in the club. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. You know what? I bet you got it twisted. You don't know who to trust. So many player hating chickens trying to sound like us. Say they ready for the funk, but I don't think they know it. Straight to the depths of hell is where those cowards going. Well, all you still damn nigga, holler when you see me. And let these devils suck for the day they finally free me. I got a caravan and sick it every time we ride. Hitting motherfuckers up when we pass by. Until I die, live the life of a boss player. Cause even when I'm high, we'll be in the cross later. The future's in my eyes. Cause all I want is cash and things. A five double low, bands wantin' flashy brains. Uh, so just get through me like a dream. Been known to disappear before your eyes. It's like a dope thing. It seems my main thing was to be major. Pay the game sharper than the motherfucking razor blade. Save money, bring just bring lies. One is Depend on me like the first and fifteen. They might hold me for a second, but before won't get me. We got four sitting in low riders and ski masks screaming thug like every time they pass. All eyes on me. Little life of a thug in Villadea die. Little life of a boss play. All eyes on me. All eyes on me. Little life of a thug in Villadea die. Little life of a boss play. Where you going? I've been there, came back as lonely, homie. Steady flowing against the grain. It's 
so get don't know me It's about the money and this rap shit, this crap Ish, it ain't funny, cause you don't even know how to act Ish, what can I do, what can I say, is there another way? Plus it's gin all day, 24 parlay My little homie G, can't you see I'm buster free? So you can't stand me, all eyes on me Little life is a dog, nigga, till the day I die Little life is a boss play, all eyes on me